It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is episode number 322 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Right here on LOR, I'm your host, Chris Russell, uh, and look, um, there's not many ways that we can paint a pretty word picture here. We're going to do our best, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, the Redskins are 0-4, as many of you know, uh, and especially if you're a diehard Redskins fan, you know it, uh, and you feel it, and it hurts, and it's disappointing, and it's anger, and it's frustration, and it's every negative emotion that you can. There are very, 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 very few positives that you can take out from this franchise right now and from this 0-4 start. Tressway, Hunter, good. For the most part, Dustin Hopkins and Nick Sundberg also throw them into the mix, the specialists, the guys who like to play ping pong the most. Terry McLaurin, although hurt, on Sunday and miss the game. You hope that he will be okay this Sunday against the Patriots. Um, we're going to listen to Jay Gruden's press conference from Monday afternoon at Redskins Park. Nobody asked him about injuries, not that he would have given much specific information and not that his words really mean anything, quite honestly, because he's guessed wrong or said wrong uh, and it's come back to kind of, you know, bite him in the butt, if you will. But I would have liked to have heard heard something positive about, again, one of the only positives, one of the few bright spots for the Washington Redskins. Um, Everything else, quite honestly, is a gigantic negative. Uh, The, I mean, it's all there is to it. It's all there is to it. You start with the defense and you're 63% on third down. You start with the defense and you look at the amount of points that they've given up. Now, granted, there was a pick six on Sunday. So we understand, as you should always understand, that points allowed are not always on the defense. And even even when they are on the defense, a lot of times if the offense turns the ball over or can't do anything at all right, and they're asked to be out on the field for 37 minutes while they're technically still the responsibility of the defense by statistic. It's not always fair to judge them. But big picture, the defense, which is a huge part of it, the Redskins have allowed 118 points through four weeks. That's the second most points allowed in the NFL. The second most. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 2-2, two and two, have allowed one point less than the Redskins, 117, but they're 2-2. Two and two. Why? Because their offense has scored 123 points. That's almost, well, not exactly double, but it's, it, it's within 10 of being double of the Redskins. That's why they're 2-2. Two and two. Again, you can give up a lot of points, 
see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you can win games if your offense is any good. The problem for the Redskins is their offense has been terrible since really the first half of the game against Philadelphia, and even that was a little overrated. It was 17 points. 20 points, actually, at the half. I don't know what people expect. The offense stinks. The defense stinks. Special teams has been largely fine. They still haven't gotten enough out of their kick and punt return, but even when they did from Steven Sims on Sunday, DeShazer Everett penalty wipes it away. The bottom line is this. There isn't a lot of positives. I'm searching for one. Uh, the Redskins 0-4, 66 points scored, 8, 118 points against. According to ProFootballFocus.com, a 62.3 overall grade for their offense. That's not bad. Uh, I'm sorry, for their entire team. That's actually not that bad if you think about it, right? It's not good. But it's not bad if if you just factor in Miami's dreadful 49.2 and the two teams that played on Monday night football going into Monday night's game, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals were lower than the Redskins and the Jets were just slightly higher. You know, I mean, look, again, we're, 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 this is all pro football focus.com grades. You know, we're splitting hairs here, but the point of the matter is, I guess it's not. I guess it could be more atrocious, but the difference is, is the Redskins have been trying to win. The Redskins thought they were good. The Bruce Allen said, we're close. Jay Gruden, every player in that locker room has said, no, 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 we're good. You're underrating us. You're underestimating us. We're going to make the playoffs. You'll see. Chiding the fans, Josh Norman style, Morgan Moses. Uh, Morgan Moses, you know, he more politics for fans. Josh Norman just kills fans, crushes fans. The bottom line is this. The Redskins are 0-4, and they deserve to be 0-4. But if you somehow, some way can pull off the miracle upset over the Patriots then you start to get into the softer part of your schedule, and maybe you can make some hay. I mean, of course, it all starts with beating the Patriots. You want to avoid that 0-5 start that you would match the Marty Schottenheimer one-year era with? Uh, of course, Marty Schottenheimer's team bounced back. They finished, what, 8-8. Eight and eight. But the decision to fire him was a long time coming, even though it was a short stay. One year. The Redskins, to me, the the first two losses were totally understandable. Monday night football at home, there's no other way you can explain it other than a large disappointment from a defensive perspective in the first half. They did a much better job in the second half when the game was largely out of reach. And then on Sunday against the Giants at MetLife Stadium, 
again, their defense, in terms of points allowed, wasn't that bad. They only gave up 17. However, seven of those points came via pick six. And don't forget, they the Giants had a 50-yard gain taken away via a very, very, very questionable penalty. So in reality, the Redskins, who ultimately gave up plenty of yards, plenty of first downs, plenty of room to move the football, and, you know, again, the score was only 24-3 because of turnovers, because of takeaways, which you give the Redskins credit, but, I mean, if you would have just, say, tacked on an extra 50 yards, they would have given up, you know, 439 yards. Now, maybe it's not fair to do that. 40 yards, 35 yards, whatever. They would have been well over 400. So to me, and I think to everyone in that building, Sunday was a complete unmitigated disaster. Week one, somewhat understandable. Week two, understandable. Week three, frustrating, but understandable. The Bears were really good last year. They're not a good offense. The Redskins made them look good. Week four, no Saquon Barkley, no Golden Tate, rookie quarterback, shaky giant offensive line, no real running back threat. And yet, Wayne Gallman and Hilleman and, of course, Daniel Jones with his play extension, they just rack up rushing yard after rushing yard. 164. And the Redskins, to me... That is an inexcusable loss. An inexcusable loss. Even with, well, let me back up. It's an inexcusable performance on defense, even though they only allowed 17 points on defense because the Giants did not have two of their best players and a rookie quarterback. That, that, that's the way to describe it. Again, even though they only gave up 17 points and they generated four turnovers, I mean, there is some good in it. There is some good, right? But there's a lot of bad that the turnovers or the takeaways covered up. Otherwise, we could be looking at 41 to 3, something like that. Inexcusable either way. All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. When we come back, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden uh, as he met with the media on Monday at Redskins Park. Uh, But first, I want to tell you guys about DoorDash. Yeah. Told you a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe about a week and a half ago, use DoorDash for the first time because, well, they're a sponsor of the Locked on Redskins podcast, and I wanted to take care of them, and I want to take care of their sponsors and our sponsors, and I want you guys to try out our sponsors as well. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. Trust me, guys, I got it. You'll get it when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's enter the DoorDash app, uh, download the DoorDash app, rather, and enter the promo code Locked On for $5 off your first order of $15 or more. All right, back in a flash on LOR. Jay Gruden next. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, 
and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with nobody to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than betting on them, guys. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, so you should too. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, and many of you are, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try a parlay. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. So join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer, guys. That's promo code Locked On and visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, this is episode number 322 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Right out to Redskins Park we go. Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters on Monday afternoon. Unfortunately, we didn't get it done uh, really at any position. And uh, back to the drawing board. Got to get back to work, get ready for New England. So do, you, do you know what the plan is for this week at quarterback? Right now, I'm going to uh, you know continue to evaluate Case's pro- progress with his uh, foot. Um, obviously, Dwayne and, and Colt with his leg. Uh, we come back Wednesday morning. We'll have a uh, practice, and we'll see where they're at. What did you make of Dwayne when looking at the film? Well, I think Dwayne came in there at a, at a time of the game where we still had a lot of hope, and I was hoping for a spark. I think his initial drive was good. He had a nice scramble for big first down. Unfortunately, we couldn't punch it in there on that drive. And then in the second half, I think there was a lot of things that uh, we had problems with. Um, and Dwayne had some issues. Obviously, the line could have been could have been receivers, could have been the backs. Uh, we just weren't on the same page. We weren't in sync for whatever reason. And uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, we do have a lot of new guys playing in this game. Um, you know, we had a new center, new right guard. We had three or four new receivers. Uh, you know, tight end we just dressed. He didn't play a whole lot, but um, still we should have been a lot better than we were. Does New England's defense, kind of their status, you know, defending champions, give you any pause of playing Dwayne potentially this week, or do, do they have anything to do with it? It has nothing to do with it. I will absolutely play the person who I think will get us – give us the best chance to win defensively third downs have been historically bad for you guys this year yesterday what did you see when you went and watched it back that you guys need to correct moving forward yeah i think uh again 
Again, it, it doesn't fall on one individual. Sometimes it does in that particular down. Sometimes it's uh, a group. Sometimes it's uh, coverage. Sometimes it's somebody just getting beaten man-to-man. Um, but the fact of the matter is we need people to stand up on third down. It's the most important down in pro football. And if we can't get off the field on third down, it has a direct impact on the outcome of a football game and it allows them more downs obviously they can hold the ball longer um and we don't get the ball back on offense and and uh it's something we talked about we worked on with our blitz patterns our stunts our coverages uh we just uh, couldn't get off the field hats off to uh, daniel jones he made some great scrambles made some good plays outside the pocket uh, made some good throws inside the pocket um but we got to get it done that's just the bottom line we got to stand up and get it done I, I don't ask this flippantly, but what gives you confidence that Greg is still the right person to lead that unit to get that done? Well, Greg's not covering. Greg's not rushing. You know, we have to pull each other accountable, and he got to make better calls too. You know, it's a it's it's it's, it's a team game, really. And uh, I'm not going to pin it all on Greg Minuski. I'm not going to blame it all on the players. I'm not going to blame. It's everybody in this building, and we have to get better. We have to fight through it together. Uh, making a change at coordinator. Uh, Still, somebody's got to go out there and cover. You know, if we play man to man, you got to cover your guy. You play zone, you got to uh, read the eyes, and you got to get home with your pass rush. Um, whatever you call, somebody's got to stand up and make a play. And uh, Greg's got to do better. Uh, I got to do better. The players got to do better. We all got to do better. Jay, you said you're evaluating the quarterbacks on Wednesday. What day do you need to have that decision made by? And as you're evaluating, how do you? split up those reps and and give everybody an equal chance or a chance i think i'll figure that out especially once i f- find out the true you know status of our quarterbacks that are uh, banged up a little bit obviously colt coming back from his leg injury uh if he's 100 percent ready to go uh case how he's doing with his foot um he was in a boot after the game a little bit precautionary reason uh we'll see where they are and then uh talking to Dwayne, see his progress but uh I'll make that determination. I, I think it'll depend on uh, the decision I make and on how that person performs on Thursday and Friday. I can make a decision. I can make a decision now. I might have already made a decision, but I'm going to uh, let it play out because I need to see these guys perform. I don't need to make an announcement and then change my mind on Friday. I want to come out here, let these guys practice, and then hopefully uh, somebody will take the job and, and run. Jay, of course, nobody wants to be in this position where you guys are right now. A big part of your job, of course, is to help keep guys motivated, including yourself. What would you say is the toughest part about pushing through times, rough times? Yeah, I'd say the toughest part is is I know we're better, and and nobody else believes that. And uh, I believe it. I think our players believe it. Our coaches believe it. Uh, But there's no reason for anybody to really believe it because we're 0-4 and we haven't really proved anything on the field yet. Um, Unfortunately, we have some major arsenal of players that aren't playing that are really supposed to help us and they're not playing. Um, But it's a golden opportunity for other guys to step up and make the plays. We just haven't made them. And uh, they're out there to be had. We just haven't made them. And until we do, we're going to be uh, in quicksand, so to speak. So uh, somebody's got to have a breakout performance. We've got to make the plays that present themselves and uh, just keep fighting and fighting along. But I know we got the character of players that will do that. I know we have the talent. we just got to, you know, make some plays. Jay, if uh, Colt is 100%, 
what what would be the thing to play him? What would be the thing that he would bring in that case? What would he bring? In that, in that case, what would be over the other two? Why would you play him? Well, he's been here six years. You know, he's been here. He knows the system. Uh, uh, he's experienced and, and has a live arm, and, and uh, uh, he's a great competitor. You know, so uh, from an experience standpoint in this offense, I know he hasn't played a whole lot, but it does help that when I call a play, we've been running for five or six years, that you know where to look and what side of the field to read, you know, as opposed to seeing it for the first time. Uh, like Case and, you know, and, and Dwayne, you know, we've done it since training camp, but still, you get that out there on game day, it's a different look. And, uh, you know, the reactionary time is a little bit quicker or slower, so to speak. So uh, just experiencing the system, really. And then, Jay, uh, a couple of defensive players were saying that they thought they took a step forward yesterday, and, and obviously the defense have four turnovers. How would you assess their overall performance and the strides that you thought they made yesterday? You know what? I think uh, there were some strides made, and, and still I think we can play better. You know, I think they did. Whenever you create four turnovers, that's good enough to win a football game, no matter what you say. You know, the 98-yard drive I wasn't happy with, some of the third-down conversions, especially the penalties I wasn't happy with. Uh, the first drive of the game where I decided to make it third and 17 as opposed to making them kick a 48-yard field goal, I wasn't happy with them throwing a check down for 15 yards and then going forward on fourth and two and, and completing a quick out up for a first down. Uh, um, Obviously, the, the, the penalties, like I mentioned before, um, our pass rush can get better. It will get better. Uh, but I did see guys playing with great effort um, and continue to fight, and, and, and getting four turnovers is good. So uh, there's a lot to like about this defense, and there's a lot we can correct. You know, you know, Cole Holcomb's playing a lot of reps for a rookie. You know, he lost leverage a couple times, uh, but still he's battling his tail off. Bostick's in there for the first time. You know, he, he messed up maybe one zone coverage, which is a big first down, you know, and and maybe Fabian out there for the first time on the inside for, for a while. He maybe lost leverage one time or what have you. You know, sometimes it's somebody different on every time, and it's, it's hurting us. We got to all play together. Uh, as one, and I think we're starting to do that. And I'm starting to think people have confidence in what we're calling and, and how to execute it. Um, so I, I feel good about the thought of our defense being great. We're just not there yet, but we're getting better. But we've played four games already. We gotta we gotta turn it up quick. We're playing the best quarterback in the NFL history this week. Jay, you've had two games back-to-back -back now where the defense has only limited the other team to three points, but the first half there was 20-plus points. What have you seen in the film that you watched between that first half where they had the 20-plus points, but that second half, and how can you get that for a full game? Yeah, that's a great question. We preach consistency all the time. You know, the problem is the Giants have players that uh, get paid as well and have good players. Uh, Shepard, their tight end is really good, and obviously Daniel Jones made some plays uh, with his feet. We got to understand the other other offenses will make some plays from time to time. Uh, we got to limit the damage, though. We can't give up a 25-yard checkdown. Uh, you know, we can't give up a screen pass on third and 15 coming out for 16 yards. Uh, you know, they ran another option route for a gain of 35 yards. So they had three or four big plays in that game that really should have been six-yard gains as opposed to 35-yard gains. If we can eliminate those and make a team go 75, 80 yards on us uh, and make them work for every inch of grass that they get, uh, we have a chance to be really good. Eliminate the big plays, number one. And then number two, third down, we just got to tighten down. How did Dwayne handle the operational part of the game yesterday and specifically what happened on the play where you guys had to call a timeout coming out of a Giants timeout? Oh, that play was uh, 
that that wasn't on Dwayne. That was on me. Uh, the, the referee never told me when the dang ball was. I mean, they're they're going to tell me if it's a TV timeout or when the ball's being winded up. He forgot to tell me. So we're, I'm just talking to Dwayne over there, and hey, we're going to run this, this, and next thing you know, it's down to ten. I'm like, you know, nobody told me. So that's that's my fault. You know, I got to be more in tune. But every other time we have a timeout, somebody tells me, hey, we're winding it now. You know what I mean? I get them out there, but nobody told me on that one. That was the guy actually apologized to me on that one. Operational. Operational part. You know, I think uh, for the first time, you know, I think there were some uh, rough patches. There's a few of them. He just got to know where the shot clock is. There's a couple times where he's trying to change the protection too late in the shot clock. Um, we got to get the play called quicker. And a lot of it has to do with our tempo coming out of the huddle. We're too slow coming out of the huddle. Uh, we got to give the quarterback time to get to the line and make any necessary adjustments with the protection. We didn't do that a lot. Um, you know, so but but overall, I think that can be improved on a little bit, which it will be. Um, that's easily fixed. Um, but overall, I think there's some good things that he did. Thanks, coach. Yep. All right, and that's Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters on Monday, um, and you know, clearly a frustrated Jay Gruden. But we didn't get the answers to the quarterback situation uh, that we were hoping for. We didn't get any injury updates. We didn't really get any word on what we reported and what we talked about on episode number 320, which was the Washington Post reported that if they had lost on Sunday, that Jay Gruden could get fired. Obviously, he didn't get fired. I wonder if that could still happen somehow this week. I'll explain that scenario next as we wrap up shop here on LOR. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, it is episode number 322 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So let me just finish up on that. The Washington Post on Friday put out a report that, you know, Jay Gruden, if the Redskins lost, could be fired um, on, on Sunday or, you know, after that game. Now, it hasn't happened as we record this Monday night at 9 o'clock Eastern time. But here's how it could still happen. I don't think it will, but here's how it could still happen. If Jay Gruden, who refused to, as you heard in his own words, name a starting quarterback, if he tries to go with Colt McCoy, which is my full belief, I know in talking to several of my media colleagues, that is their belief, that if he tries to go to Colt McCoy instead of Case Keenum, uh, who he said had a re-aggravation of the foot, um, on Sunday, and that's why he couldn't throw accurately, and that's why he pulled him. Okay, fine, I believe it. Uh, but Case Keenum wasn't good anyway. And if he doesn't go to Dwayne Haskins, even against the New England Patriots, a defense that's yielded one one touchdown on a fourth and goal quarterback plunge, jump, leap by uh, by Josh Allen before he went out. If you go to ownership, and if specifically if you go to Doug Williams and Bruce Allen, and you say. 
Guys, my plan is to start Colt McCoy on Sunday against the Patriots. They could easily flip a load. They could easily say, no, you're not. You're starting Dwayne Haskins. And Jay could go, over my dead body, I'm not starting Dwayne Haskins. Oh, yes, you are starting Dwayne Haskins. And Jay could go, well, I'm not going to start Dwayne Haskins. He's not ready. We have all the evidence in the world he's not ready. And then they could say, you're going to start Dwayne Haskins. And then Jay could either quit, which he's not going to do, or he could say, guys, I'm not doing it. And if you want somebody to do it when he's not ready, that's your call, but you're going to have to fire me. for That could happen. That scenario could happen. It could happen on Tuesday morning. It could happen right now as we record this. It could be happening Tuesday afternoon. It could happen Wednesday morning. We don't know. It could still happen. It's unlikely. It could still happen. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on LOR. Back with Crossover Wednesday as we get you set for the Redskins and the Patriots. And uh, there's not many ways to color that matchup, uh, but we will try and do our very best. Thanks for being with us right here on Locked on Redskins, episode number 322. Uh, I'm Chris Russell. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.